Hello, and welcome to Final Show Films. I'm John Orson Staku, as you might know me on Twitter, the executive producer here, and I just want to thank you for watching. It really means a lot to us that people watch, listen to, and enjoy our shows. If you want to help us keep making these shows as fun and lively as they can be, please join your fellow fans in supporting us at our Patreon page at patreon.com slash fsfilms, or by subscribing to our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash finalshowfilms. It really means a lot to us that the amount of you who do support us continue to do so, especially our $25 plus tier supporters on Patreon. Antitonic, Catwater Flame, Samantha Bates, Maureen Monty, and Gravity Alexander. Every little bit helps, so thank you to all of our patrons and subs. Check us out on Twitter at Final Show Films and on our website at www.finalshowfilms.com for updates, go live notifications, and more. We love interacting with you, so feel free to tweet at us or email us at finalshowfilms at gmail.com. That being said, please relax and enjoy. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Esoteric Literature Club of Whitechapel. I'm John, and I am your keeper for the evening, and joining me today is Jeremy. Really? Sorry, I didn't realize you were talking. <laughs> Remember, I have a thing in front of me. Joining me today is Aaron. Hi, I'm Aaron. I am playing a cowboy named America Kansas Freedom, because... Why not? It's called Cthulhu. And Mara. Hi, I am Mara, and I am playing Mrs. Doris Foster Young, retired cult leader. And Craig. Hi, I'm Craig. I'm playing uh, Dr. Harold Gosley, the pensioner, and uh, new to all this stuff. And Jeremy. Hi, I'm Jeremy. I'm playing uh, John Ramsey, uh, um, a Wiccan psychologist who it's dinner time for. Before we delve into the world of Call of Cthulhu, for all those watching and listening at home, understand that this is a world that thrives on horror, on the unsettling, on making you uncomfortable. There may be themes and aspects of this story that are particularly unpleasant for some viewers. In those cases, it is perfectly valid response to stop watching or listening if you feel you cannot. For those who remain, welcome to Call of Cthulhu. When last we left off, the group of the group of uh, club goers uh, had determined that the entity that was causing at least some of their problems, not the only one, as they determined there were multiple ones in the city, uh, was some sort of dimensional shambler that seemed to be the thing responsible for uh, people disappearing after hearing the sound of somebody walking up or down a set of stairs and expecting there to be 14 or 15 steps and then finding that there are one more or one fewer of those steps at either end, uh, at which point people disappear, which the latest of which was Jared. Having determined that it was a shambler and that the shambler's point of anchor is somewhere in the house that they had investigated prior at the beginning of the week when all this weird stuff began... Uh, and that it's potentially related to a painting that they had found that they had seen in there. Uh, John Collins, the uh, the ancient paranormal detective of London, uh, sent the four of them off on a fetch quest to attain some items, specifically the blood of a virgin cow, the lamb, the thigh bone of an adult cow, the bl- uh, rice blessed by a Shinto priest, 
and the finger bone of a martyr, although that one would be acquired as a group after the other artifacts were attained. Collins remaining behind at the at the uh, London headquarters of the of the Knights Templar that was exists underneath his house, sending the four off in pairs to find their items. Doris happens to know a person that has some blood on hand. So we're going to start with America Kansas Freedom and Doris as the pair of them head out to find a blood dealer. Yep. Taking my car, and if you still have one of the guns, you are locking it in the gun safe in the back. Oh, I, I do not have... Uh, wait, no, I might have a gun. I might... I... See, this is Harold important to know whether or not you're carrying a firearm. I am. Harold gave me one. I'll, okay. Sure, I'll put it away. Lock it in the gun safe in the back, because I would reckon you don't have a license to carry that. No. Very good. I will. Let's be on our way. Where are we going? Uh, Over on the... I don't know where this would be. Probably somewhere. I am not good on my land geography. Um, The Golden Orb. It's a theater. It would be in the theater district. Huh? It would be in the theater district. Yes. Got it. I will head south. to the theater district. Yes. South, south, south along the Thames. All right. Uh, so you drive south towards theater district. For the most part, traffic is fairly fine until you reach the bridge, uh, the bridge uh, over the Thames that you would normally go. A little ways back, traffic has begun to pile up, and very quickly you find your car stopped in the middle of uh, in the middle of the road, stuck between other cars. It seems that the bridge to the south of the Thames, where the theater district is, is currently out for some reason. There are there is a series of cars in front of you, all honking their horns, demanding that somebody move. But as always, when you're stuck in a traffic jam caused by a bridge being out, no amount of honking your horn will cause the cars in front of you to move when there is nowhere to move. Oh, bother. Do I know if there's a way to go around? On foot, yes. There's the there's the there's the Millennium Bridge, which is a foot which is a foot bridge just to the east of this particular bridge that you can get out and walk across, but not for car travel. Mm. Doris, would you be a deer and look up on your phone why the bridge is out? Sure. I will fiddle around with my phone, see if I can find out. After a... Just for shits and giggles, give me a computer use roll. Sure. Sure. I am computer use. Yeah. Is that one of the other... That's one of the other skills. So I have a 5% chance... Hang on, let me make a roll for it real quick. Computer. Uh, no. All right. So you do a cursory Google glance. It, 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 mostly you just find that there appears to be some sort of repair work being done on the bridge. Oh. Uh, there, some, something happened that caused some amount of, some amount of destruction to the bridge. Uh, which means that it has to go undergo repairs before it is safe for cars to go over again. Oh, some sort of construction. 
Well, if it's construction, what do they recommend as an alternate route? Uh, I mean, there's the footpath. Yeah, the footpath or the subway are the the two alternate paths suggested. Do I know how how tricky is it going to be to park? Because I know about our world London parking. Yeah. (laughs) But this world might be different. Give me a spot hidden roll. (laughs) To spot a hidden parking spot. I love it. Just saying in London, that seems legit. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I, I feel like it's a very good role to make this. No. So you can, there is a place nice, to though. park nearby. There is a, there is a, there is a, there is a uh, parking, there's a parking building that people are being backed into, uh, which will get you up to a parking spot. The parking the only it looks like they're only taking a few more cars. If you go now, you can get into it, but you will be on like the top of the parking. Deck. Fine. Fine. A very slow backward struggle ensues. And over the next 15 minutes, you manage to get the car into a parking spot on the top of a parking deck on the road near the bridge heading to the Thames. Heading over the Thames. All right. Heading down, I assume. You have two options if you wish to pursue on foot. You can either try to take the subway, or you can, t- which will take you a little while, but will be a subway, or you can walk across the bridge, the Millennium Bridge, which will be much quicker. I mean, I have no problem just walking, but. I should be all right. Uh, better than going the stuffy subway car. So, what are you bringing with you as you head towards the Millennium Bridge from your car? My purse. I'm going to bring my bow because I can fold that up and put it in my bag. Um, And also, if I have it on me, it's not illegal. Yeah, no, if Um, a a collapsed bow, a collapsed bow that's securely locked away is fine. And I still have Uh, my... my, uh, audio recorder so I, I make sure i have that okay. as well yeah. it's not on yet probably like most of the stuff i'd normally bring so i have a swiss arm wait no Jahan has my swiss army knife i have a radio i have a first aid kit i have a duffel bag um i'm gonna also take my whip um and my ammo like a, why not you have a duffel bag my good that are you going like, on a it, hike <laughs> Dear, I'll switch it out for my uh, book bag if she seems deeply uncomfortable with the bag I normally carry. I'm just a slightly astonished. So you load up. You have a bow and some arrows, and your whip, and then your your basic essential gear. And it, as far as that's concerned, just for the record, a pretty normal thing for someone that's carrying around a bow to have. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. So the two of you head down, head down the parking deck, and across the across the stopped traffic that is still stopped, uh, as there are loud honking horns and people uttering various colorful language uh, from their windows at the people in front of them, who again are not able to move forward because there is no road to move forward onto. 
eventually finding your way through the park, uh, through a park and onto the Millennium Bridge that spans the Thames at a walk path. The bridge is fairly full of people uh, walking to and from uh, the north and south side of the river, as well as those who are looking across at the, at this would be the Tower Bridge, I believe. Uh, yeah, I think it's the Tower Bridge. Uh, that is currently out of commission. As you walk, you look over and you see massive cranes currently set to work. It looks like a section of the bridge actually fell out into the water, so there is a section of bridge where there simply is no bridge. And that seems to be what they are fixing. Uh, as you continue on, eventually, it's about it's about a 20-minute walk from... Uh, no, it's not even that. It's about a 10-minute walk from one side to the other. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a fairly breezy, brisk. It is cold. But eventually, you make it to the other side. You understand, Doris, you know that the theater in question that you're looking for is somewhere to somewhere uh, to the west of where you are now, and so begin to head that way. After a few minutes of walking, you find yourselves in a fog. Hmm. You, weren't, you, you didn't quite notice it coming through. It didn't seem particularly foggy while you were out on the bridge, but as you're walking through the streets, you suddenly feel that your vision has been shortened by the presence of this fog that has rolled in off the river and around you. You can still pretty much tell where you're going, but it is particularly dense. Denser than one would have expected, especially considering the weather forecast this morning did not give any indications of fog. We're in fog <laughs> in the vicinity of Whitechapel. Run! <laughs> no, they, they, they are much. They are much further south than Whitechapel. Yeah, this isn't Whitechapel. They are anywhere within walking distance of Whitechapel. <laughs> Look, it's London and it's foggy. Yep. Oh goodness, I hate it when the weather does this. Um. Well, I'm going to take this this opportunity. Has the crowd sort of thinned out around us? It's not so much you, people you, nearby. You, you are you are no longer on the bridge, uh, which is where you left the majority of the crowd back. But as you look around, you notice that in fact there's nobody else around, which is slightly odd. Hmm. But it is just you in America at the moment. Well, I'm going to take this opportunity to um, America. I wanted to give you a little bit of a warning about, um, well, my friend is a little bit unusual and I didn't want you to be unprepared. Um, I used to be uh, involved with a religious group and uh, Petunia, she's a dear, dear old friend, uh, was uh, a participant with me. So that that's how we know each other. And that's where I know that she can get some of these stranger ingredients, of course. Um, but there may be some discussion about that. I wasn't sure about your feelings about the religious. I don't care much you're gonna have an uphill battle if you want me to join in but oh no no i'm not going to ask i'm to not join. It's, it's here to it's, judge it's, that's why i said that i was willing to go with whoever needed to because i think we're a group full of preconceived notions and i think that among those i'm accustomed to the odd 
Right. Well, that's good to know. Uh, that's good to know. Uh, we don't know that much about each other, to be honest. I'm learning so much about, well, Harold, of course, and then Jahan and yourself. Um, your accent, for one thing, I noticed it change when we were back in the house. <laughs> Did that happen? Yeah. That was when you were in the catacombs, I think. Mm-hmm. I, I am going to need a reminder as a player. That was that. way back in, like, the second episode. Oh, 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 back then, okay. Or yeah, you, something. I think, I think you failed a sanity check, and you made a roll. Yeah. Oh, right, right. John said my accent changed. And, okay, I remember this now. Sorry. Yep. Yeah. Um, and best guess as to reckoning on that, I've got to wonder if, if whatever creepy thing was making things not as they should be, he was slipping into my brain a bit. Of course, it's very unsettling. Can I tell if, if they're lying? Uh, you can give me um, a you can give me a psychology roll and okay. They can give Doris me would a be very role. curious about this. I feel like this is a persuade check because America's not lying about what a persuade check also works. Oh God! Okay. This is crack. this is more what America believes to be the case. Okay. Well, America's not a convincing liar, but Doris doesn't take much to be convinced, so. <laughs> In this, I guess. Okay. Yes, it is. It has been quite strange. Uh, I will be. It's It's been quite strange. And I'll let the, the conversation just sort of like lag a bit and see As, if America is no, the type I don't know much about stock. you either. No. Well, you know that I'm retired. I was in this uh, group for a while. And uh, after that, uh, well, I retired me and my husband, Reg Reginald and my husband uh, and I uh, had a little house that we purchased out in Surrey. Uh, started getting that together. He uh, fell ill However, very unfortunate, and uh, passed away uh, two years ago. Doris would be much more up on this. Yeah. Uh, oh, three years ago, because it's 20, is 2020 now? What year is it? 2022. 2022? Four years ago. Uh, four and then six, yeah. Um, six years ago. Uh, and it was very sad. Uh, but lately, I've been wanting to get more involved with things like this. Of course, this is not at all what I envision things being, but we'll make the best of it. As you end that sentence, or as you pause before heading to the next sentence, there's a crunching sound underneath your shoe. Oh, I look down at it. There is the exhumed skeletal hand of somebody beneath your foot. Um. As you look around through the fog, you suddenly realize that you have wandered into a graveyard of some kind. There are headstones all around this foggy, foggy graveyard. Oh, goodness. That 
we have gone off the path. Am I also um, seeing this? Yes, you're also seeing this. Right, and no. as well as the skeletal hand underneath Doris's foot. Cursory, is this a human skeleton? Yeah, it seems to be, as much as you can tell, it seems to be a human skeleton that's been disembodied roughly around the forearm. Can I tell if this is like someone carved the meat off of a bone or like this bone has decomposed naturally? There is no, there's no flesh on it at all. You can make a medicine check. Oh, great. Medicine. Which I took nothing in. Skeleton arm is a skeleton arm. Fine. My goodness. That, that is strange. How did that get out? You pick your, do you pick your foot up off it? Yes. As you pick your foot up off it, the hand begins to move as Ah! it scuttles away. Leaving the forearm bone behind, just the hand goes. I'm looking at America, and did you see that? (laughs) Not the weirdest thing I've seen today, to be honest with you. Right. What do you think the chances are that that's a martyr's hand? I ain't sure. Ain't martyrs... You're the religious folk. Okay, ain't martyrs supposed to be holy and their hands uncorruptible and that's why we keep their bones in temples and shit? Sure. As you're pondering this question, there is the sound of something clacking nearby from behind one of the gravestones. I turn around to see the skeleton monster. You don't see anything. You just hear something. John Collins, though, was very clear on that. He knew where to find one. Uh, So I think we don't need to wander into the fog at this point. I am going to, like, start looking for an exit, because nope. (laughs) Yes, by Hidden Roll. Well, if you got a better idea than the fog in all directions. Spot hidden. No, that's a fumble. <laughs> uh, looking around, you can't find any sort of landmarks of any kind. Like, all you're seeing are gravestones, and you're not even recognizing these particular gravestones. I'm pulling my weapon out at this point. I'm still clutching my purse. <laughs> America, do you see a way out? I just see graves. Uh, success? Uh, you don't see any particular ways out, but the only decoration that you manage to spot amongst the gravestones that you are seeing in the fog is an an angel. Uh, normally angels and gravestones are uh-huh. some sort of weeping angel or or any any, any some sort of decorative like mourning thing. This one uh, appears to be standing fairly straight-backed and looking out at the distance um, with hands crossed, except their left hand, which is crossed over top their right, is just sort of pointing in a direction. Well, we got a statue. Do we want to go where it says or where it says not to? Uh, uh, a statue? I'll try and point it out. Yeah. Once America points it out, you can see this 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 angel statue that's just 
Well, seems to be a way to go. There is the sound of something clacking on a gravestone behind you. Yeah, no, let's not turn around (laughs) and go that way. I'm turning around because... Nope. America, you, I'm in action here. Fucking. America, as you turn around, you see this skeletal figure dressed in rags with bits of cool. I'm shooting it because face. I really want to be an action hero. Give me a give me a, an attack roll with your bow. Awesome. I definitely have that entirely in my sheet. What what Except. did it look like? What was hanging off of its face? Flesh was hanging uh-huh. off of its fest face. Oh, okay. We're getting, so we're getting more fleshy zombie now than than, than the pure skeleton. Yes. So within a year. So the the crossbow the crossbow coral fires out, and how do you get? Has no dice rolled on the damage. That's why. Sorry, I forgot to put the damage in. No worries. What is the damage on the compound? Seven thousand. It's <laughs> over nine thousand. Sorry, sorry. That's the crossbow if you attach a nuclear warhead to the front. Yeah, unfortunately, we're not playing in Fallout. <laughs> Which, by the way, is the worst way to deliver a nuclear warhead. I mean, yeah, it doesn't but give you a lot crossbow? of distance. No, there's the there's the other Fallout one that spews them in all directions, including at your feet. Well, yeah, and that's the problem is it's not even the distance. I mean, it's the distance, but a, but in a different way. Nuclear warheads are real big. So when you fire it, it goes thunk <laughs> right at your feet and then goes off. That's why you have the fat man that launches it as a catapult rather than as a crossbow. Revel as we attempt to find the damage of a crossbow. Look, this this book thinks that the word or Colleen is the word crossbow. <laughs> <laughs> like like basically every word every few words that start with C O are are being counted as being what I'm searching for. It's it's annoying. Are are you are are you spelling crossbow C O? C R O. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. I know I I know your 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 history with typos. So I just wanted to make sure that you weren't searching for the misspelled phrasing. Even then, I know I got the part that was the word bow correct. Right, uh, I mean, fair one one d eight plus two. Thank you. Okay. And where is that cheat? Uh, just had it in the night. Fair. Um, anyway, six damage on the nice. Uh, it's on page 401 in the Keeper's Guide, in the Keeper's Rulebook. Oh. Which I did link you to at some point. I know you did, but I didn't download it because I don't have that much space on my hard drive. Um, so the crossbow flies out, ting, hits this thing in the face, and it sort of the head sort of rocks back, 
and rocks forward again. We should get going. Yeah, no, I've already begun. <laughs> Doris, do you look back at it? No. You sure? Uh-uh. <laughs> not curious at all? No, 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 not until it gets closer also, and I have to. Also, America, you can make a sanity roll for me, please. For seeing a skeleton monster. For seeing cool. a skeleton monster, as well as the skeleton monster shrugging off your crossbow. If America keeps pausing and not, you know, being sensible and running All away, right. I might have to look back, but not right now. You only lose one point of sanity. Look, I have not gotten to lose that much sanity, so I think America is not judging these situations as being quite as dangerous as they are yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, the two of you move into a breakneck pace following the finger of the angel as it points you in a direction. You begin running through the fog, gravestones I'm passing being by. Car- uh, yeah, slow running, because I've got heels and it's a graveyard. A slight jog. You slightly jog through the fog. Uh, and I feel like I'm keeping up because I... I'm pretty sure I have a much higher movement rate. Yes. You slightly jog through the fog as uh, uh, heading in the direction that the angel's finger was pointing in. Uh, hearing the sounds of things awakening all around you in the fog, uh, you hear the sound of bodies exhuming themselves, the ground bursting open as things Okay, begin if to there's crawl that many of, of them earth. at some point, I'll look back. <laughs> You look back, and there's nothing immediately behind you. You can hear these things, but they're not in visual range at the moment. I don't like this. Okay. Turn and keep running. Eventually, you find yourselves face to face with yet another angel statue. This one's this one hand, uh, this one, its its arms are down by its sides, and its hands are sort of relaxed, except for one hand, which is in the relaxed state, pointing off to the left. I am assuming you follow it. Yeah. Yeah. Turning left, you continue to run. You continue to hear these things, and eventually you come to a stop as you reach a fence. Uh, This fence seems to be the border of the graveyard, and you can't really see anything beyond it, nothing but dense fog, as you hear the sound of shuffling behind you. And it's not... There's not a convenient gate. No. <laughs> Do I think I could... It could be climbable. It is certainly climbable. What kind of fence oh. are we talking about? It's a... It's a, sort of an iron, like... Bars, iron they have the fence. little yeah. spikes yeah. on the top. The spikes on the top, yeah. Okay, it's... Okay. It's barbed wire is bad. Spikes... No barbed wire, either. just spikes. Okay. Um, yeah. You can't make a climb. I'm going to try and climb it. I'm not actually that good at climbing because your stats don't matter in this system. <laughs> but I'm going to try. Extreme success. All right. So you hook your crossbow over the top and use it to sort of pull yourself up to the top of the fence, situating yourself between the spikes as you do so. Are you trying to help Doris up or are you going to just drop off and leave her? I was going to try. All right. Like, I probably wouldn't sacrifice myself for her, but I was going <laughs> to thanks offer thanks. a hand. Doris, you get a you get a hand up, which gives you a bonus die, so you can roll with... Sweet. You can hit the other button and look at the plus one value. All right. Nope. Well, it's not All a right. fumble. It's, it's not, a, not fumble. a fumble, though. It's just a fail. 
uh, America, you sort of hang the crossbow back down, ho- holding it for Doris to to let to grab onto and start pulling up. Doris, you make it about halfway up before your hands, wet with sweat and the and the dampness of the fog, slip and you fall back down to the ground, hitting the gravel fairly roughly, but not hard enough to hurt yourself. As you hear behind you, how good of a perch do I have here? Fairly solid. You can get down okay. either way when you when you're feeling if, like if I've got a pretty solid perch. Um, I'm going to fumble around my bag. Um, I definitely have some rope we've established a few times now. Um, Just throw two or three knots into it to make it like climbable and lasso loop it around the... I tie knots all the time. It's my job. Absolutely. Um, Not a rope. So that I don't have to continue physically helping Doris, but she still has some advantage. All right. Doris, do you look behind you? Uh, this point, yes. As you, yeah. turn, as you turn to look at the sound, you see the slightly familiar face of your dead husband, half rotted, with a crossbow hmm. bolt in his face. Yep, that's Robert. Yep. Fuck. Crawling towards you. Yep. Nope. Sorry, dear. Um, I'm going to uh, try and climb up again, and if he gets close enough, I'm going to push off the top of his head. <laughs> All right. Uh, with a rope, you can get two bonus dice. So go ahead okay. and another roll. We're looking at the plus two. Okay. I mean, the big question <laughs> I'm curious about was: was the crossbow bolt a recreation of something that happened before? <laughs> Just shot him with a crossbow. So I understand, a but history could totally repeat itself. You don't know, Jeremy. I know. I want to know. <laughs> I, can't I also that. absolutely love that it's like it's the face, the the, the zombie face of your ex husband. And Doris is like, which one? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, that tracks. Where is Jeremy? I cannot see him. That's He's because off- Jeremy is slightly off camera. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It's just a mysterious sound. Just a mysterious sound. I failed again, though. Yes, you did. No. (laughs) All right. So there is a a zombie clawing at you. Would you like to fight back or dodge? Um, I'm going to fight back. All right. So you can make a brawl roll. Okay. I'm better at brawl than dodging, so yes. Uh, Do I make... Do I just make a brawl roll then, or do I make a weapon attack? Give me a brawl roll. Okay. In this case, unless unless you're wanting, unless you're somehow using a weapon while both of your hands are clutching the rope you're trying to climb. I've got a brick in my purse. Yes, but you're holding the rope trying to climb. Okay. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> there we go. It's attacking you while you're climbing. No, I rolled so, a sixty-one. Fortunately, it rolled a seventy-two and missed. Oh, good. So, uh, as you are trying to climb up, and you're just your 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 upper body strength is giving way. <coughs> you just you don't have the physical strength to climb this rope. Uh, as you're sort of halfway up it, dangling, the zombie tries to claw at you, and you just sort of kick feebly at its face to try to get it away. Uh, it doesn't manage to get a hold of you, but you do manage to plant your feet on its face. So hmm. there's that. I'll let you make one more climb roll. Okay. With uh, with the two bonus dice still. All right. <laughs> 
All right. So with the with the advantage with the advantageous leverage of your dead husband's face, uh, you manage to push off and up onto the up onto the railing of the of the uh, of the fence with. Uh, actually, America, did you have you already dropped down by now, or are you still up there? Um, it's been an entire action. I'm probably dropping down. Yeah. Okay. So you're up on the top of the fence by yourself, Doris, as America has already sort of slid down to the other side. And and Jeremy, now it's a metaphor. <laughs> Fair enough. There's like some brain goop on the back of your heel that you use to sort of stomp on his face to climb up. God. <laughs> All right. Help me down again! I'm an old lady. <laughs> I'm gonna. You've got a rope. Move the rope from one side to the other side. It's already tightened on the fence, so you just rotate it. I'll I'll do that. I don't care particularly if I hit America with the rope in the process of moving it over to the other side. All right, give me another. Good thing I'm a really fucking high dog. Yeah, standing a fair distance away. Also, it's just a rope. Give me another climb check with the plus two. Okay. Yeah, that's a fail though. So as you start climbing down, your body wet from the fog and the sweat, and and there's a zombie sort of batting at the at the gate of at the fence trying to get at you. Yeah. Uh, you lose your grip and fall. America, would you like to try to catch Doris? Yeah. Give me a strength Fine. check. Oh, what did he say? A strength check. Oh, strength the stat. Yes. Huh. So I'm sorry, Doris. <laughs> all right so you america you managed to get underneath there she's getting underneath somebody that's falling isn't too terribly hard the problem is is keeping yourself standing while underneath and that you managed to not do quite as well as doris slams into you and the two of you both tumble to the ground taking one point of damage each as you hit the ground right Definitely at least the second time in this campaign that Doris has clotheslined someone by falling on them. Um, oh, that's right, yeah. All right. How do I'll I... release the rope and we should start going somewhere. Ow. Now, now, <sighs> now that you are outside of the graveyard, you can sort of see what street you're on, Doris, and can more easily navigate. As you look, as the pair of you look back for the zombie, it appears to be gone. I wipe brain goop off the back of my shoe. It's, I put away my bow so I don't look like a murdery person. It's, it's this, it's this weird, like black and greenish goop that's way too sticky and smells like corpses. As you sort of wipe it off your heel. Yeah, I'll, I'll like grab onto the fence and. Mm hmm. Yep. Ugh. All right. I know where we are now. Uh, it should just be down that way, I think. Yes. All right. Meanwhile, Jahan and Harold. Which location were the two of you heading to first? The butcher's shop or the Shinto shrine? Which was closer? Uh, they're in opposite directions. So okay. you pick one, basically. Shop um, is your is your contact, right? What's that? 
butcher shop is your contact, right? Yeah, yeah, and, and it's the other it, one's mine. Yeah, there's there, and there's nothing mystical about it. It's literally yeah. just the butcher that he shops at. But let's go there first. Um, yeah, all right, I need to pick up a bit of sausage for the weekend anyway, as it is. Um, anything for you? No, no, thank you. Um, right then, and then we'll uh, get underway. So the pair of you drive out. Uh, whose car? Yeah. I'll drive. And where is this butcher shop, Harold? Uh, it is in Knightsbridge, in, in in the same neighborhood where he lives. In Knightsbridge, right. Uh, so you head out. As you're driving, the traffic's fairly clear. At one point, a fog seems to roll in, a uh, fairly heavy fog. It's actually quite difficult to see, especially in your car. Um, but you manage to navigate well enough to get to a parking spot near the butcher shop. Uh, the butcher shop doesn't have parking itself. It's sort of a walk-up neighborhood uh, neighborhood butcher, so you do have to do a little bit of walking to get uh, But eventually you do. You exit the car, taking with you what you might. Is, is there anything in particular you're taking with you uh, to meet the butcher? Uh, I'm not, not Harold. He's just, he has his cane, but other than that, that's about it. Don? Uh, it's nope. on. Um, mm, you know, I had looked it up, and I. That's fine. I had a I, I had a place in mind, but I can't find it now, Don't unfortunately. It. I have it was a couple weeks ago. I have a place uh, in mind too. Okay, uh, all right, all right. I, I just I had a street for you if you didn't have one, but. No um, uh, okay. You yeah. So that, that that does not fill fill me with confidence. Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what your problem is. Yeah, especially so, the way that you said it. Harold, yeah, I mean, I mean, I Harold know you has at his this point. Sorry. Okay. I, I mean, Harold has his, you know, his phone in his pocket and his address book and yeah. his wallet, but I, you know, nothing special. Okay. So the pair of you walk up to this butcher shop. There is no name on the sign. It's simply a. It's some, the sign is simply a uh, a uh, wood carver's depiction of a pig's head. Uh, and it just says butchers underneath it in this very sort of Victorian. Like the sign is if sort of very explicitly what it is because it's the only shop in the area stylization. Right. It's a very old building with large front windows in which there are these slices of meat and cuts of meat and and hangings of sausages all displayed very proudly for the for the for the buyer's interest on the on the exterior. As you- I am taking a quick look on the outside through mm-hmm. uh, as we're walking up because nowhere we've gone has been uh, has been safe. Like any signs like does the meat look like it's going bad or like is, yeah. there, is, is, is there is, is there is there something with the door, the back? You know. Yeah, exactly. Anything that looks like nope we're going somewhere else yeah and and harold is creeped out enough by things in general to just you know be cognizant of the fact that he wants to tell if this place looks different than it usually does you said spot hidden you could both give me a spot hidden roll yes i guess we'll swing i got Good a success. Lord. all right uh harold seems like your normal everyday butcher shop uh john looking through the windows it it seems fairly 
not busy, but there doesn't seem to be anything explicitly or overtly wrong. Like, the meat seems, like, perfectly fine. Uh, Cuts of meat, the kind you might see normally in any butcher shop. Uh, The... The uh, utensils that you can see on the far wall that like sort of, you know, butchers, but butchers, especially when it's a when this is very clearly sort of like a, a vintage yes. butcher shop. And that's their thing is that we're a vintage right. butcher shop. So they've got their tools on display in the back and they all seem to be perfectly fine. None of them seem to be coated in blood. They all seem to be very ca- well kept and clean. There's no kept. like mass quantity of there or, or, or Actually, honestly, even a few, but flies buzzing around. Doesn't or... seem to be any flies that you can see on the uh, on the immediate inside of the establishment. Okay, can, can we see anybody staffing the counter? You can. In fact, you can see that uh, the uh, the butcher Henry uh, is actually there at the counter, currently cutting up a slice of meat to put on display. How, how old is Henry Ballpark? Oh, Henry! Henry's a Henry's an old mariner. Like he's he's okay. He, he, oh, okay. Looking looking at him, you can't tell if he's forty or one hundred and two, but you're pretty certain he's somewhere in the middle of that. Uh, this old weather old weather beaten man with a big thick beard tied into Viking braids, uh, who's got a very dainty hairnet on to keep his very shaggy old white man hair out of his face, um, as he's just sitting there with this big cleaver slicing into the meat in front of him. Has has Harold known him for as long as he's lived in Knightsbridge? You yeah, know, Harry's been in Harry's 10, 15 years. Henry Henry's an establishment. Like this okay. is a right. Again, right. you say the butchers, it's Henry. And uh, that's gotcha. part of why his sign his sign doesn't have a name. Because it's just it's Henry. Right. Um, okay, yeah, we'll so um it is uh, Dr. Ramsey ready to walk inside, or or is he? Yep. Has he stopped? Yep. On the, okay. Nope, he's good. All right, we'll walk in, and Harold, as he walks in, goes, "All right, Henry." Uh, so you you walk in. There's a little chime as the door opens, and Henry looks up. And again, Jahan, you've got a, a much clearer look at him now that you're in the building. This is a man that has. This is like somebody plucked uh, the the cap. Uh, what's his name? Uh, the captain on in Moby Dick. Ahab. Ahab. Yeah, like somebody plucked Ahab right out of the book and put him into a butcher shop. Like old man, scar over his face, missing one eye, weathered skin that looks like he's been out on a ship forever in a day. Right. White hair, big long beard, tied in braids, very well built musculature. A man that has worked. A man that has worked all his life and will work until he dies. That kind of a person. Uh, looks up. Oh, hey there, uh, Harold, isn't it? Yes. Are you by, coming by for your regular cut of beef? Uh, is it, as it happens, I, I thought I might. Uh, something a little extra this week, though. Oh, really? Um, well. uh, here, let me uh, introduce my friend here. Um Dr. Jan Ramsey. There's a hello. There is a heavy thud as the cleaver he's using slams into the wooden board that he was cutting meat on, and sort of sticks there as he grabs a rag, wipes his hands off, and offers a hand shake. I will shake. Pleasure to meet you there, Doctor. No, what Wonderful. can I do for you? Uh, well, uh, we're looking for a. Um, it's a, a shin bone, thigh bone. Was it thigh bone? Thigh bone. Uh, a bone of a calf, if you uh, happen to have one, um, and uh, about a pound and a half of sausage. Uh, um, doctor, are you sure you won't take anything with you? 
I'm good, thank you. Um, hey, looking for a thigh bone. That's a pretty choice cut. Uh, we don't. Uh, we've actually, now that I think about it, we might have a little bit of stock left back in the back in the fridge for that. Uh, take a bit to thaw it out. You want it cooked here, or are you planning to cook it on your way home, when when you get home? Oh, I'll probably cook it up when I get home. Hey, um, I'll wrap it up for you fresh then. Uh, and pound of sausage, you say? Uh, pound and a half. Yeah. Pound and a half. All right. Or- all right, well, give me just a few moments. Feel free to peruse if you like. Uh, just be stepping to the back for a moment. And he sort of moves back through these big, heavy, you know, the big, heavy plastic, like, straps that are, are often used in restaurants and warehouses to sort of separate the, separate two areas temperaturally without actually separating it as a door. Uh, sort of pushes past I, and walks back. I will also say, out of character, I'm, I'm actually ignorant of it, whether a, a, someone of... Harold's age in the UK would use kilos or pounds. I think probably younger folks would be using kilos, but Honestly, I think somebody of his age might be might still be used to using pounds. I don't care. So okay, <laughs> he, if I'm he wrong, pretend Harold said the right one. Yeah, we will. I don't care enough to 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 care about that. And as okay, I said, that as at the top of the series, the things that you're familiar with might not be true. So in this particular instance, these old men say pounds. Okay. <laughs> this is why I'm playing an American. The, the only problem with pounds is it then gets confusing with money. Pound sterling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, from the back, you hear the sound of a machine uh, kicking on and the sound of meat being fed through a grinder uh, as there's just this sound of... <laughs> as it sounds like he's preparing your sausages. Very great. Anything weird about that sound compared to usual? Give me a listen check. Oh, good. All right. We will also mm. rolling good tonight. Oh, also goodness. a fail. <laughs> Not a fumble. totally normal. Not a fumble for so. either of you, though. Uh, uh, Harold, you've heard the sound. You've heard the sound lots of times. It, there's a bit of an extra hitch in it. Uh, every once in a while, it might just be that the machine's getting old as it is and might just need to be replaced. Uh, sounds like it could be could be that there's just the 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 grinding blade is messed up at the moment. Uh, but aside from that, no, it sounds perfectly fine. All right. Um, Harold, uh, uh, just sort of drum his fingers against the the counter and and uh, look over at uh, look over at uh, Doctor Ramsey and said, "So I don't think we've had the opportunity to to discuss where was it you studied." Uh, studied, oh, uh, studied, studied, uh, psychiatry. Um, just a second. I need to remember this. <laughs> uh, a university college, London. Oh, oh, rather nice. And, uh, uh, have you been about in the city since then? Or, uh, uh, did you leave for a while and come back? No, no, I've, I've stayed here in, here in, uh, London, most of the time i've done a little i've done a little bit of traveling not in not an enormous amount but um did you grow up here yes 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 ah right um and how is it these days compared to when you were a a wee nipper (laughs) 
how is it these days in terms of? Oh, just in terms of the changes to the city. Um, when, when I was away, when we, uh, uh, it was a, uh, you know, something we'd see on the telly, but um, not not on a regular basis. So I've only got the uh, uh, past uh, few decades uh, to compare. Well, I mean, few decades. That's that's. Not that much longer than I've I've been around. Um, in fact, it's like that. But, <laughs> Carol just kind of glares in response to that. <laughs> Sorry. Um, no, I mean, uh, so growing up, I suppose I didn't have a. I had a very particular sort of sort of view of, of of London. I mean, my world didn't exist much further beyond, say, the neighborhood well, I grew up in. And if you pardon me for saying so, it seems now it revolves almost entirely around the beyond. No, no, not as much. Just, just, just current. Um, I mean, I am uh, most of what I deal with, most of the, 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 the patients that I have, have entirely non-supernatural, shall we say, reasons for coming to see me. Um, but not all of them, then. <laughs> No, no, all of them. That I, I, I had to pause and think about the way I worded that because that was interesting. No, no, all I don't, I do not have. Well, I guess that's not true. I have some people that I know that are 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 practicing Wiccan like me. Um, I, I certainly have a a couple people who have. Uh, uh, backgrounds in occultism, um, but they don't come see me because they're, say, possessed by a demon. Right, but I mean, you mentioned Wiccan, and I, I wasn't conflating the two. I mean, of course, just because somebody doesn't belong to a prop conventional religion doesn't mean that uh, they're associated with uh, with the paranormal sort of thing. I really hope that was an intentional choice because it's amazing either way, but intentional. Um, yeah, that's very much character, not player. Nice. I would like to make that clear. I mean, either way is perfectly acceptable, but... Oh, that was great. Oh, that was wonderful. Um, <laughs> no, it's... Uh, you know, I'm dealing with, with, with uh, individuals' mental health. So, of course, their, of course, their faith comes into it. Um, because that's a big part of... of Sometimes positively and sometimes negatively, their 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 state of mind and their health. Um, but nothing, shall we say, nothing of this level. At the end of that sentence, the two of you hear the meat grinders shut off, 
and begin hearing a loud coming from the back. Uh, footsteps or, or more chopping? Some, something being chopped. Okay. Uh, anything odd about that, or does it sound like our shin bone is being prepared? Give me, give me a listen check. Okay. I will roll that. Come on. <laughs> Come on. There is a lot. Have we succeeded in anything? Yes, tonight? I succeeded okay. in my I succeeded in the spot in my spot hidden. Holy I cow. shot someone and climbed. Someone. Oh no, I'm so, I, I'm, I'm, I'm so, I just meant like our yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, the failure duo over here. Yeah. Um, the uh, the the it sounds like he's probably chopping into that frozen leg to, to get you that thigh bone you wanted. Time. Uh, Harold, did he say something about fresh though? Well, yeah, like fresh off the cow, not fresh unthought. Yeah, I think not, I think he did say unfrozen. it was frozen. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Harold, it looks like he's sort of um, inspecting and buffing the the um, cap of his his cane, and he says, um, "Well, if I'm honest, thinking back on it, um, it's been a while since I." Uh, took an elective in psychoanalysis when I was when I was in school but uh, I have to manage uh, imagine that um, the use of spells and so forth is not exactly approved by the British Psychological Society <laughs> no not exactly um, I mean uh, there are certainly non-traditional methods um, but generally I I certainly don't try to bring my own faith into it. Um, and uh, up until up until recent events of of our 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 two fellow book lovers uh, trying to break into my home. <laughs> My 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 magical exploits were of a more theoretical, uh, spiritual nature than direct impression of of altering how the cosmology works. Like we're about we're like on the verge of like a mage character's awakening. It's like like I was just a I psychologist mean, in Wiccan until I until I was forced to wipe my friends' minds. <laughs> <laughs> right and and the uh break into your home that was while i was uh indisposed the other evening um but yes. uh they were uh i understand not uh not apprehended is that correct sorry uh the two that had broken into your house what was two it that, that was done broken. with them the two that had broken into my house were Doris and America. Oh, oh, I thought, oh, I see. I thought we were talking about our uh, yellow jacket wearing friends, myself. I mean, they were wearing yellow jackets at the time. Right, right. But no, I mean, Harold is no. Harold is trying to look nod sagely well. Clearly, they, no one has told him about no, any of this. Uh -uh. They and, um, and, um, Jared. Jared, thank you. Yep. They and Jared were actively trying to break into my home, and I assume trying to murder me. 
ice. Uh, did they have axes or? Yes, actually, Jared did have an axe. <laughs> right. Um... And the other two used a brick to 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 shatter my 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 screen door uh, or glass door on the back of my home, which required them going through my neighbor's yard to get there. Harold sighs fondly and says, our door, she loves her bricks. <laughs> um, but uh, so, all right. Um, At it, this it, point, it, okay. <laughs> the sound of metal rasping off metal. Uh, Harold looks up and says, well, not exactly uh, um, a, a professional butcher, but I'm relatively sure that that's not a conventional sound. That is absent, best of my knowledge, no. Henry? Oh, be out in just a second. You see, uh, <coughs> coming, out through the, coming out through the thing, you can see now what was making that rasping sound was, he's got a, he's got a fairly large meat cleaver, like, pretty massive meat cleaver, the kind that is only used back to, to lob hop, hop, hunks of frozen meat off, that he's got a, a sharpening brick, uh, and he's just shing, shing, shing. Right, uh, we've got a pound and a half of sausage and a thigh bone of a calf, complete with a, all the meat around it for you, or just ready to come up. And he hangs the large cleaver off the back wall, reaches behind, pulls out this paper-wrapped sack, uh, sets it on the, sets it on the, on the, uh, there's an electric scale on the counter, which you can see reads pound and a half. Um, and then he also turns around and picks up this fairly large, uh, like, you know, three feet long, uh, bit of meat that has a bit of bone sticking out the one out out the bottom end of it, and he also wraps in paper and sets on the counter for you. Well, that's my Sunday supper sorted. Um, right then, uh, are you paying with cash or card? Uh, well, um, he pulls out his wallet and says, "Well, I assume I assume cash, unless thigh uh, bones are running at uh, that Japanese meat price." Uh, cash works perfectly fine, and you right, you then. you pay for the you pay for your meat, and he wipes his hands clean, picks up that smaller cleaver that he had been using when you walked in. Now you all have a great day, and I hope to see you again sometime soon. Goes back to slicing meat for the display, and and the um. So we've been able to at least see the thigh. It wasn't wrapped up when he came yeah, out. Yeah, no, it wasn't wrapped up. When he came okay, out. all right. We're not going to open it. It's a head or anything. No. It's, I'm um, glad it'd be a we really both weirdly, had that. It'd be a really weirdly shaped head. The sausages are all packed in paper, though. You haven't seen I need, those yet. John, do I need to remind you we're dealing with the Cthulhu mythos? Absolutely. Weirdly shaped yeah. heads are par for the fucking course. They are. Yeah, and, and, I, and I, John, I do not wish to know how the sausage is made, so I'm just going to take my wrapped parcel. and. Also, part of the Cthulhu mythos is knowing what you should and shouldn't jump at, because there's a lot of stuff that's just the normal world continuing oblivious to how everything is wrong now. Yeah. Yep. Like a baker, like a butcher shop. All right. Um, see you at church, Henry. Right. I'll see you there with the missus. Um, Good day. Um, and Harold, you know that the missus is his husband. Okay. 
Um, and then uh, Harold will, will, assuming that was that was a joke and not just what sort that, of what he affectionately that's, calls his yeah, husband. Yeah, that, that's that's then, what he refers. To, he he always he has always since you've known him referred to his husband as the missus. Okay, all right, fair. Um, then. Um, Okay. Yeah. I, I, I just wanted to double check and make sure that yeah. that wasn't like something is wrong. No, um, no. He, okay. he has always referred to his husband as the missus. Okay, cool. They have, um, they have a very interesting relationship. All right. Um, then Harold will turn and take his cane and take his purchases and head back out. You, you imagine that he does that so that people that don't know him don't jump to weird conclusions. As a as sort of a safety measure, probably because like Jet, you know, he knows yeah. you. He doesn't know Jahan. And, Fair. But. Okay. As long as it's something Fun I've heard. Story I, butcher. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I, I, I mean, as long as it's nothing that I haven't heard before. Yeah, no, it's then not. Harold isn't worried about it. Um, and uh, uh, come back out and uh, Harold. Uh, oh, we're in Jahan's car. Um, so Harold will look at you and say, "Look, Ramsey, I, uh, I, I suppose it's too much to ask to assume that you've got a uh, styro with uh, with some coolers in it in the back." <laughs> Just like a styrofoam cooler, right? I'm trying to think. I just might. Go to the trunk, open it up. There's a cool you're there's muted, a from cooler. Am I muted? Oh, you were. No, no, you're good what? now. For about, it for about half that sentence. That was weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, you just go to the you know the back, open to the trunk, and there's yeah. a star from cooler full of IPAs in it. Right. <laughs> um, for, for fishing, that's what my mind looked to. Honestly, uh, no, 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 he's not a fish. No, yeah, no, that's um, what I figured Harold would have it for. <laughs> Harold's actually got it because he's. 67, and that's how he does his grocery shopping. <laughs> there you go. That works, too. No, but there is a, there, there's probably a grocery store not nearby that we can... Well, honestly, the, uh, how, how, how warm is it tonight, John? It's fairly cool. Okay. Oh, uh, well... Um, probably be okay. It'd probably be fine. And actually, I mean, a bit, bit of thawing probably won't do the uh, shin bone any harm. I, uh, but, but considering... Shinbun will be using fairly quickly, but your sausage. Right. Um, here, we're actually not we too can far from we my can house. Stop. We can, okay, fair enough. Um, if you don't mind. No, not at all. So, okay. While the two of you take some sausages to Harold's house, Doris in America. <laughs> You're party. dealing with Ooh. zombies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dealing with zombies that... One of which, at one point, Doris thought was a very fine sausage. <laughs> yes. Look, it took a while to get to there, but I did. Yeah, no, I, I, I was waiting for that joke to happen at some point. I figured it would. You have breathless and slightly tired from having been running quite a bit. The two of you make it to the theater in question. It was the Golden Orb, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah. You make it to the Golden Orb Theater. Uh, it is currently closed, uh, though there does seem to be some sign of people uh, working probably off on off hours inside. Mm-hmm. Yoo-hoo! Hello! I'm going to, like, peer in one of the windows trying to get someone's attention. Like, tap on the glass. Yeah. 
Yeah. What was the name of the person that you were? Petunia. Petunia, yes. No last name. I didn't give her a last name. Uh, so looking looking up from what appears to be some sort of secretarial desk and doing some paperwork, there is America, what you see as... Uh, you would say a fairly normal, almost weirdly normal looking older lady uh like like if you imagine in your mind the kind of person that goes to the grocery store every wednesday for senior for senior discount day and definitely plays bingo at the local bingo hall and has uh has a ladybug phone uh, and like oh, the 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 kind of person that they cast in commercials to play old person is who you are seeing looking up from the so from the exactly room. the kind of person that Doris would hang out with exactly yep. that kind of person okay. Doris cool. who recognized Petunia uh, as she looks up uh, the the one the one slightly off characteristic of Petunia being that her eyes don't quite orient in sync. Mm-hmm. They are slightly off, not mm-hmm. so much that you can tell at a distance, but enough that it makes it, it feels weird to look at her because you're, 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 you're expecting the eyes to move together and they mm-hmm. very slightly don't. Yep. Um, wonderful. Oh, hello there, Doris. You hear from inside the Pierce the ear piercing voice of Petunia. Got yep. Breaking so through pitched. the glass right mm. into your ear. Yep. There is a there is a there is the uh old there is the the lady who has her knees tied together shuffle as she moves across as she moves across the room to the door. Uh there's a quick a quick rattling of keys as she unlocks it, opens it up. Why hello there, Doris. It is such a good time to see you. Petunia! That, that left eye is looking at America, the right eye mm-hmm. is looking at you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I will, I will agree. I will give her, like, the... Could the I get, two- like, a first aid of, like, what that seems to be, given sure. that the reasons that are backstory secrets? Yeah. I'm assuming this is normal to me. This is absolutely normal to you. Yeah. extreme success uh, america it's it's some form of lazy eye like it where it's just like the muscles the muscle isn't quite attached properly and so the eye doesn't quite follow the the yeah. directions that it's being exactly given. what i'd expect if someone was doing the finger thing and it wasn't working that's probably yeah, exactly yeah that's that's pretty much what you're assuming at this moment it's not it's not as severe as it can be it's definitely one of the more milder cases where it's just it's just off enough to weird your brain out but not actually all that off there's no business like strabismus. Uh, yes, daughters. Uh, who is your friend? This is America, Kansas Freedom, visiting from America. Such a lovely I'm name. Got it. Oh, it was so darling. What can? What brings you around to the theater district, Doris? I needed to ask you for a favor, actually. Um, can favor? we step inside? Absolutely. It's dreadfully chilly and foggy out. Please, it is. Come in, come in, come in. The weather was, was dreadful. We got a little bit lost, actually. Oh, uh, but I we can made it here, you. which is the important thing. Close the door. Make a spot hidden check, both of you. Okay. We're so good at those. 
I'm assuming hey. there's a whole bunch of theater people that are in those sort of black outfits you use when you're moving the sets. No, you can definitely hear that there are you can definitely hear that there are people rehearsing in a room adjacent. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you're not familiar with the thing that you, you can only hear it sort of slightly muffled, and you're not. Uh, Doris, you sort of you 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 see a pamphlet on the sort of the receptionist desk where she was sitting mm. that mm. seems to be for an upcoming production of a play called The King in Yellow. Hmm. Cool. 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 Okay. So, what can I do for you, Doris? It's so good to see you again. It is. It's been too long. Actually, we are uh, in a a little literature club here in the city. I come. Uh, it, it's been picking up a little bit more. That's why I wasn't here earlier to say hello to you. Uh, oh, it's but, right. Literature uh, club. That sounds exciting. Are there any yes. handsome young devils in there that you're ensnaring, Doris, with your witchy yes. ways? Yes, there are. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yup. <laughs> One of them's quite taken, though, so. Taken with you, I'd imagine. Mm-hmm. Of course. Um, but as part of that, we are attempting to do a little research into um, some of the uh, one of the opening scenes from one of the books we were looking into. Uh, and it requires a little, little bit of an unusual agree- uh, unusual ingredient. Ah, so naturally you come for Petunia and my witchy ways. Yes, dear. Um, do you happen to have uh, still have access to uh, Virgin's Cow's Blood? Hmm. Let me think. Let me think. And she sort of I again am does that. At some point, I'm trying to steer us back to her area. I'm going to try well, and swipe you, you, that pamphlet. You, you don't even have to worry about steering her back to that area because she does she's again the, the knee tied waddle uh, oh, yeah. back to the reception desk where she awesome. sits down and begins flipping through pages. Going, yep. yes. Uh, what is it? Do we have a sleight of hand skill? I think there's a sleight of hand um, skill. Yes, there is. Yeah, give me a yeah, sleight, sleight of hand. hand. Roll. Yep. Okay. Yeah, just so she doesn't like n- take too much notice of it. Oh, I'm good. Oh yeah, no, no. You, you very e- leaning over the desk, looking at what she's doing. <laughs> like sort of leaning with your left arm to hide what your right hand slips the pa- slips the pamphlet mm-hmm. away and puts it in a yeah. bag in your bag. Uh, let's see. We have all manner of interesting props that have recently come in. Uh, yes, actually, we have about it. We have a we have a, a we have a two gallon jugs worth of uh, virgin cow's blood. One of the directors that we have working on this next play that's coming up has very particular tastes for set dressing, and he wants to have it fresh every night. And uh, you know, you know how artsy types are. But uh, yeah. we do happen to have some. Uh, I could probably get uh, get some more from the retailer if you're wanting it. Yes, I would. That's the king, right? That's the king play. I think. I think I heard a little bit about that. Yes, it's a. It's a. It's, it's a. It's, it's buzz around town. It is. Oh, you've heard about it around town already. I didn't yes. know that the press junkets had gone out yet. No, the yes, the, the we have a brand new director who comes in from Italy. Yes, yes, one of those Ooh. Italians. You know what I mean? Yes. Very handsome young fellow who brought with him a very unique play from Sicily called The King in Yellow. Apparently, uh, a lot of the cast are learning Italian to read it. Actually, that's what they're doing right now. They're, they're going through language lessons in the other room right now. Uh, yes, it's going to be very interesting. Entirely in Italian, so he says. Fascinating. 
but no. Psychic. What? A psychology roll? Psychic, please. Go ahead, psychology roll. Oh, jeez. Fail. You're Can pretty I make certain. That a bad fail too. Absolutely. Go ahead and give me a psychology roll. Yeah. I'll try that. Hey. Uh, That's what I'm going America, gonna... you're pretty. You're pretty sure Petunia doesn't <laughs> know enough to lie. Like you have to know things to lie about things, and you're pretty certain Petunia doesn't know the things that you would need to know to lie about things. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doris, Petunia seems fairly uh, fairly open. She seems like she's pretty excited to just t- talk to you about this thing. Oh yeah, you're her, no, you're one good. of her favorite people, so you know. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've worked very hard at that. Yep. Um. Well, if you want to you give know how much we need, I, I assume we got a quantity. Um, I don't think there was a specific quantity, but that should be well enough. <laughs> An amount. Uh, well, yep. Yeah, there wasn't a specific quantity given. But yeah. you're yep. from from the indication that Collins gave you, you imagine it's not more than a pint that you mm-hmm. actually need. So in that case, I'll say as she's kind of like prattling along, um, on on the blood though i don't act I, as i'm thinking through things uh and you know trying to to figure out how we're going to actually do this um i don't think we'll need that much could you i know he's a very particular director and it's a very important part of the play how things are going on but do you think you could happen to I mean, I'm sure it gets moved around a lot. And if some went missing, say just a cup or a half a cup. Go ahead and give me a persuade check with okay. a bonus die. All right. Du-du-du. Yes. Oh, Doris, dear for you, don't worry about it. I can order more. Certainly I can get you some. Uh, you just need a cup? Yes. Uh, it sort of rummages around like this, and she says she pulls out like a red solo cup. Ah! <laughs> oh. uh, <laughs> yes! That will work just fine. Excellent. I'll be right back. He shuffles off uh, again with the knees tied together walk, heading towards mm-hmm. a, a door in the back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then eventually the door closes, and the two of you are alone in the lobby. Yep. I am... I, I've... I've glance on the pamphlet kind of like quickly leaf through it to kind of confirm what she was telling me see if anything jumps out at me about that uh the yeah what languages do you speak i don't speak italian you're kidding i speak english that's it there is a very small blurb of english there's a very small blurb of english and the rest of it is in in italian and the small blurb of english is come see the famed come see the famed italian play the king in yellow and then it goes on in Italy. Or Rubbish. In Italy. Are there any pictures yeah. in it? <laughs> uh, there are no pictures. Uh, there are artist renditions of a figure in draped in a yellow cloth, but hmm. no actual like pictures of a performance or anything. Hmm. Not even like a director's portrait or anything. Nope. Hmm. Well, that's all right. I'll stuff that in my handbag. All right. After a few minutes, the door kicks open again, and out comes uh, Petunia in that same walk, holding this red solo cup that you can see is almost filled to the top with this blood. 
Perfect. Uh, let's see. Oh, this will work. And she like grabs a what was very clearly like some sort of fast food restaurant lid that had popped off a drink at some point and puts it yep. on top. It's it. like punch with diet coke or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. It's like punch with, with it's, it's punch with coke or something. Uh, and and like it's it's mostly secure. It's the right size, so it kind of fits. Look there. Uh, be careful. Don't spill it. But here you go. It's really hard to wash out if you spill it. Trust me. First-hand experience. Oh, goodness. Yes. Um, I will very carefully take that and immediately pass it off to America. <laughs> I will take it. And I probably have a clean thermos or two in my bag. Probably, yes. And I, I probably between a thermos or two can just put the blood in that. Oh yeah, no, you can put on very... actually secure lids that are moderately temperature controlled. You can very easily transfer it from this red solo cup. Because <laughs> we have to walk all the way back across Tower Bridge. Yep, no, across the Millennium Bridge. Uh, oh, I thought you well, said Tower right, Bridge was that would make yeah. more sense. Well. Is there anything else that you need, Doris? And I do hope I'll see you opening night. Of course. The play opens at what day? What, when did it oh, open it, again? It, it opens in a month. It, it opens in a month. There's about, uh, we have the remainder of this month for rehearsals and language practices, and then next month mm. it's opening. It's going to be very exciting. Yes, I, I imagine so. Um, I'll definitely try my best to be there. Um, and if you want to have a little alone time with our cute director, I know how you are. Just give me the word. Ooh, actually, um, does he speak? I, I, does, hmm. Yeah, no, um, I think she would. Uh, I would love to uh, talk to him a little bit, if you could arrange that, actually. Um, perhaps my my literature group might be interested in. He's busy for the rest of this week, but perhaps on the weekend? Yes, please pencil me in, dear. Absolutely. I will, I will give you a call. I think I still have your number, and she sort of flips through her phone and checks. Ah, yes, yes, that, that is it. Yep. Yes, uh, I will give you a call and let you know. Perfect. Absolutely. Uh, by the way, your eye is looking much better. I'm glad to see that it's working. Thank you. I've been practicing a lot of the muscle control. You say as the, as the left eye begins to drift yep. again. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's taking a lot been of work. Mm-hmm. Have you been saying your prayers? Yes, I have. <laughs> Every night. Oh, this is what Doris meant. Okay. <laughs> and Doris will just like lay her hand on Petunias and uh, just say as I go and figure out one of the fake <laughs> phrases that I came up with. Let's see here. Um, even if new life is gone. Even if new life will, is gone. It continues in our hearts. It continues in our hearts. And we'll exit stage. Any kind of religion I can get on that. Somewhere Jahan's like, I feel like somebody just said something that sounds deep, but means absolutely (laughs) fucking nothing (laughs) if you think about it for more than two seconds. Okay, before the for more British action squabble about what exactly you can make a uh, you can make a uh, 
You can make a history roll, a natural <laughs> world roll, or a... I don't think there's anything else that would apply. Yeah, history, uh, history, natural world, or a cult roll. Mm. Um, let's see. Let's go with natural world, because that starts at 10%. Fail, but uh, I tried. <laughs> weird, weird religious gobbledygook. Got it. Okay. All right. But the two of you will step out into the foggy day London. Right. That went well. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile. Wow. We should be getting back. Meanwhile, Jahan and Harold. You pull up to after having dropped off the sausages at Harold's house and with a with the thigh of a cow in your back seat thawing very slowly. Uh you pull up to uh sorry Harold, you're muted. I couldn't hear what you said. Harold just grabs a tarp so it doesn't wreck Dr. Jahan's car <laughs> Dr. Ramsey's car. You have a thawing you have a thawing paper and tarp wrapped thigh bone in the back. Uh did you ever check on the sausages and see what they looked like, by the way, Harold? Uh, yeah, I think so. He'll probably take a look, uh, as he, as he puts them away. They look like regular sausages. Okay. Um, Doesn't mean they are. No. <laughs> and regular sausages look like a lot of things. Anyways. Yeah, I was going to say. end up eating that later. So what, Doris what, is moving in with Harold. <laughs> uh, yeah, so what you, what you mean basically is, yup, looks like ground meats. Yeah, looks mm. like ground up meat in a sock. Anyways. <laughs> The, uh, the the pair of you pull up to uh, the neighborhood, Jahan, that you know there is this backyard shrine in. Uh, get out of your car and begin to proceed. Uh, you know that uh, worshippers would go uh, basically follow a back alley between the houses to get to the back gate of this shrine. Uh, which I'm assuming you do. Yeah. And uh, walk up to the shrine, open it up, and step inside. In you pass underneath a Tory gate that has been constructed in this guy's backyard. It's fairly small; it's not the full size of a normal Tory gate, but it's still visible from what from the other side of the fence to 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 the backyard. And right. as you do, the pair of you feel this weight lift, very similar to that feeling you felt when you stepped into the headquarters of the Knights Templar. Mm-hmm. That feeling okay. that feeling of pressure that you feel outside in the world now with this knowledge of what is actually out there lift. And interestingly, it seems the fog, the ever-present fog that has been outside doesn't seem to be able to penetrate past this Tory gate. As you step into what is a very clearly a cultivated garden with uh, with uh, areas that are sort of laid out that you're pretty much you're pretty certain for meditation and prayer leading up to a shrine that is uh, covered in various paper seals and letters that are written, all of them in Japanese um, and a little a small collection box underneath them. Uh, you don't actually know how to, like, summon the priest, John. I don't know if you've ever been here yourself. You've only been told. I mean, blood sacrifice, clearly. (laughs) Uh, Isn't that how you summon priests? Or, no, wait, I'm confusing priests with Satan. Yeah. My bad. Wrong wrong priests. 
Um, you don't you don't actually know how to like... priests, not Judas priest. There you go. You don't know how to actually summon the the, the that, that was himself good. That was good. out. Like you just know that this is the shrine. Right. Well, I assume he will probably show up at some point. Probably. Because we're in his holy area, his sanctified area. I just lean over, like, try not to um, ruin anything. Uh, Harold gives gives Jahan a long a long look and says, "Not that I'm saying you would ruin anything because you're you. I'm I would say that to literally anyone." Um. And, and, and Harold sniffs and says, well, I, I admit to not knowing a tremendous amount about Shinto, but I have a tremendous respect for gardening. Hair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thank you for that. A fairly young voice says at roughly your elbow, Harold. Harold will turn and look at his elbow. There is uh, what appears to be something, uh, something of a like early twenty-year-old, uh, very clearly uh, uh, Eastern uh, uh, Eastern European individual. Um, John, you're guessing Japanese, uh, standing standing there looking up at you with wearing sort of like a, just a white shirt and pants, very loosely loosely fitted, not any sort of uh, formalized or ceremonial uh, outfit. Uh, just sort of looking up at you with a, with a slight smile on his face, holding a pair of garden shears. Hello. Hello. Um. How did I know this? How did I know this area or this person? Because this is something that I was like, uh, do I know this? Your, and then you roll. One of your patients. Uh, one of your, okay. One of your patients uh, has talked to you about this shrine. Uh, okay. The priest is referred to as uh, uh, Shin Abe. Okay. Uh, yes. Hello, Shin Abe. Um, my name is 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 John Romsey. Uh, uh, this is Harold. Um, Harold will stick out his hand. He he and, reaches out, shakes the hand. Oh, one of my patients uh, uh, told me that I that that this was here, and for, I have for clarity's sake. The patient is uh, Kisaki So. Okay, I don't say that because just just so that you are aware yeah. of the name in case okay. you want to use. Say it one more time. Kisaki. Kisaki. Kisaki So. So okay. Um. Yeah, no, no, he doesn't say it because, you know, <laughs> confidentiality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you don't immediately breach. Con- <laughs> Good job. Um, Solid uh, choice. But uh, I have a bit of an, uh, what might be an odd request. Oh, please. Um, Come, step into the shrine and we can speak on this. Of course, thank you. And he sort of leads the way over to this, again, very small backyard shrine. 
that is very clearly set apart from the house behind it, mm-hmm. uh, in so much that uh, you can see the door into the house, and then the rest of it is basically covered in uh, uh, sort of like a, a, a reeds that have been cultivated in the backyard to give a right. distinct separated feel from the house to the backyard. Um, there are a trio of cushions set out in the shrine area proper, and he moves over into the center one, facing the shrine itself, kneels down on it, puts his hands together, and just sort of doesn't say anything, just sort of stares at the shrine intently for a moment before putting folding his hands in his lap and turning around to face the, or the pair of you. And is this a shoes-off area? He is not wearing shoes. It would okay. seem that taking yeah, your shoes I, off before stepping yeah. to the shrine would be appropriate. Absolutely. Um, as yeah, Harold definitely shoes off, off. As Harold pulls off the wellies he's been wearing this entire time. It, 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 honestly, it probably doesn't occur to him unless someone points it out. Yeah, if he, say, he will be like... <clears throat> uh, oh, uh, right. Um, yeah. Harold, I mean, that was like a week ago. Harold is not still wearing the Wellington. Um, I like the idea that he just sleeps in them everything. <laughs> Literally does not, showers with them. Like, Harold I'm lab- back in the car, I mean. <laughs> Harold laboriously sits down and takes off his shoes. He has very fuzzy socks. Um, but yeah, I take a seat. Um... So, how can I assist you? This is, by the way, very lovely. Um, I, uh, the serenity in here is, is, is quite comforting. Make it a, um, uh, as you've been talking also, make it a cult roll, Jahan. Okay. Uh, a cult, a cult, a cult, a cult, a cult. So 50 out of 50. As you begin talking, as you sit down, as you comment on the serenity, you feel this sort of that 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 pressure relieving aura that this room that this area has. You feel something very similar radiating off of this person. Okay. You're pretty certain, similar to John Collins, but not in the same way, that this person has access to that true power that you have that you have touched upon. Cool. Um, so uh, we are. We find ourselves in a in a a uh, in a position of need. Um, of a a bowl of rice uh, that has been blessed by a, a, a um, priest of your faith. What sort of tilts his head? Hmm. Well, if that is all you require, we absolutely can provide that. I would request but a small donation to the shrine, and he sort of indicates the donation box behind him. Of course. But feel free to wait here. Uh, Do you have any idea of how much? It was not specific. Um, It simply said a bowl. Give me another occult roll real quick. I feel like we're all we need, cursing out Collins for not actually telling us how much we need. We need seven. We, we, the, we, it's only a bowl, but the problem is the bowl is swimming pool size, so we mm. need seven barrels of it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you said sorry. What roll again? Uh, a cult. A cult. Can, can we both make that? Uh, yeah, you can both make it if you want. Not so good this time. No. 
Mine yeah. is eight, so <laughs> the only the only measurement you were given was bowl. So yep. I'm gonna yeah. Nope, nope. I'm just gonna yeah. The only information we had was unless you want to spend seven points of your luck to make that a success. Mm, nope. <laughs> Troll. Ah. <laughs> uh. You know what? In this case, because this is fairly significant, I will go ahead and say yes. Okay, so you spend seven points of luck and turn that fail into a success. Your luck goes down. This is why I haven't ro- This is why I haven't done that on superfluous things <laughs> to this point. Um, thinking about it, you recall the knife that he showed you, and just making some conjecture based off of what the things he's given, you are assuming right. that the rice is to is used to wash to the knife cover. clean. Yeah. So about like a cereal bowl's worth, like. Uh, not, so yeah. Okay. So yeah, you know, is what you're yeah. imagining. About yeah, big. Very well. Will be enough, I believe. I will return shortly. And he Thank you. Stands up, walks over to that door that's partially hidden by reeds, opens it, and steps in and closes it behind. And the two of you are alone in the shrine for the moment. Hmm. Look around the shrine. It's without moving. I'm not going to get up and poke around. It's but. very calming. Uh, there is uh, there's a there is a sort of a, a cultivated hedge around the around the yard, um, along with these planted reeds that are designed to make sort of a barricade. Uh, there is a small there is a small uh, sanded like there's a small circle of sand. <laughs> off to one side with a large flat stone in the middle of it that seems to be in that seems you would assume is for meditation being being not familiar with the with the religious practices of the person that built the design the place um but you but it seems that, that it seems like a very obvious purpose to it uh and again the, the thing that strikes you as the oddest part of this whole thing is that that fog that you can see outside the fence is not coming in Works for me. It's just being held at bay by something. Cool. Do either of you put money into the donation box? Yes, I will. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Harold pulls out his wallet, looks over at um, Dr. Ramsey and says, I'm not sure if this is... How much should it be, then, do you think? Not sure I'm going to, I think in this case it would not be a bad idea to overpay. Um Harold pulls out, I guess, a twenty pound note and puts it in. Uh and John's going to pay the same. Okay. After a few moments of quiet can, can John, can I make a roll to see if I have any concept of whether that's appropriate or not? Sure. Make I don't a, want to insult the guy. You make an occult roll or a history roll. One of the two should be at least seven thousand pounds. Well, fuck. <laughs> my occult is three percentage points higher than my history, so. Uh, but that's five versus eight, so still a fail. I don't know. You, you have no idea what would be appropriate. I, I guess I'll stick with twenty. 
after a few minutes, both of you regain one point of sanity. As the, the calming aura of the garden cleanses your mind and eases your worries. It's a pretty chill game. I don't know what everybody else is complaining about. <laughs> right? Go to the bar go to the butcher shop. Chill out in a Zen garden. The door opens and uh, the priest returns with a small bowl filled with rice. He sets on the, uh, he sort of he kneels down on his cushions, sets it in front of you. If you ever are in need of a sanctum of peace, please feel free to come back. Much appreciated. Mr. Abbey, uh, you have our thanks, and uh, may I also congratulate you on uh, just how spick and span this whole place looks. Top-notch job. I appreciate it. And he sort of watches the two of you. Carefully pick it up. Harold will offer to shake his hand again. He'll shake your hand. Is he watching us expectantly or just sort of waiting for us to leave or? Uh, it seemed, make a psychology roll. Make a psychology roll. Are you Yay, I succeeded at something. I will shrink this too. <laughs> Uh, you can tell he is he is watching you with the expectation of if they have anything further to ask, I am prepared to pay attention and oh, listen okay. and offer advice. It's not okay, it's cool. not it's not like sort of a you should leave now. It's a in case you need me, I am here. Sort of okay, look. okay, yeah. Um, Harold will which uh, take his... which John you recognize as as a psychologist. That's the sort of thing right. that you do when you. Are watching to watching to listen because you use your eyes to activate your ears. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Well, Her- Harold's going to take his his cue from uh, from Jahan just because this is his contact. Two of you leave. Yep. And as soon as you step out, you're once again enveloped in that fog, and that previously as that previously uh, undeterminable weight returns. As you head back towards the headquarters. Bloody weather this time of year. Doris in America. Yep. So you find yourselves walking past that fence again. Mm. As you're heading back towards the bridge. I pull my purse further up on my arm. <laughs> Keep an eye on it. It's out of the corner of my eye. I don't like it. I got spot hidden <laughs> check for me. Okay. If anyone needs a good brickin. <laughs> well, that's a success. Oh, yeah, spot hidden. I should do that. Fail. Erica, you're focused on moving forward. Doris. You don't see anything in the graveyard. Okay. But you cannot shake the feeling that something is watching you. Mm. That's all. As you continue walking past the fence. I don't say anything. The pair of you eventually make it back to the Millennium Bridge, where as you cross the bridge, the fog seems to fade. 
get back to your car, and eventually fight your way back through the traffic back to Don Collins' house in Whitechapel. The four of you reconvene at the steps of John Collins's corner house at roughly the same time. Uh, Jahan carrying a bowl of rice, Harold carrying a large chunk of meat, America with a thermos full of blood, and Doris with her purse hiked up on her shoulder. Yep. Well, we got what we came for. As did we. Perfect. Is John Collins here? I mean, you assume he's inside, probably downstairs still. Well, let's go get our our guide, I guess. I will walk up and rap smartly on the door. Door opens on the first knock. Oh. Just... He needs to get his hinges checked. Well, fuck. What? I turn and look back at John. Have you never seen a bloody horror film? Is that ever a good thing? I do not care for those films. <laughs> well, they might just keep us alive at this moment. Oh, uh, yeah, there's a, a man who's, who's older than time with a creepy murder basement full of unspeakable monster living in this house. And you want to bang him. Heading in. <laughs> Don't see what that has to do with the fact that we, the door was unlocked, but... Are you going to go rescue your love, then? I'm standing on the threshold. I haven't gone in yet. You said America already walked in? Yeah. (laughs) Because America really wants to be an action hero. Um, (laughs) They make bad decisions, okay? First off, you're one to talk. Harold is just Harold is walking back to the car and getting a gun. <laughs> oh, America <laughs> definitely has several guns. Mm-hmm. I I'm, I definitely have my guns on me, but I am go also. Back, gets a gun. Harold didn't, but does now. And then we'll we'll be the next one through the door unless anyone else has. I mean, I really think there's I something I feel like between. Harold just watch walks directly between the bakery yeah. two. Yeah. <laughs> Just a blip. Yep. I mean, I really think you have something going with him. Uh, you've had some conversations. Yes, you stare be, deeply into each other's eyes, you and, do he, seem to and be he very gave you your, his sword to hold. You do seem to be very jealous of all of that. Yes. Jealous? No, I've got my own. You don't seem like somebody who could ever stop at just one. And I gawk right in. <laughs> I will follow. So the I was looking forward to just continuing while America and Harold were having a shootout inside. Before you go in, America and Harold already already a, a little ways ahead of Jahan and Doris. Yep. Heading down uh, down the long flight of stairs into the basement area, you find uh, you come across American Harold first, then Jahan and Doris. You come across John Collins on the ground, arms splayed out, arms and legs splayed out, spread sort of spread eagle, with a ritual dagger sticking out of his gut and sort of blood smeared into arcane sigils around him. Not apparently breathing at the moment. And that's where we're going to end for the week. <laughs> Say goodbye, everybody. Bye. Goodbye. Bye, everybody. Goodbye.